Welcome to episode 51 of That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip-hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet but mostly woke perspective. So subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. We're on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, CastPod, TuneIn, and of course, family, we are on Spotify. So I'm Sean. I'm Nye. What's up, y'all? Hey, Nye. So what are we calling this episode? Mask on, condoms off. Okay, we talking to you, Nay Davius, Damon Wilburn. Okay, so just getting right into the regimen. For those who don't know, uh, Nadavius is a future who, over the past weekend, has welcomed his tenth child with his eighth baby mama. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I don't even know. I don't even know about it. Um, so it uh, supposedly was a baby girl with a woman named Eliza Rain, a nice chocolate sister uh, that we that has been posting on IG. So as all of us know, Future was formally engaged to Sierra, um, but they broke up because of I, I guess this this um, this popping in popping and locking that he's doing with all these baby mamas so uh you know of course they broke up and then she went on to um marry her prince so you know (laughs) future is like one of the most fertile rappers in rap history he's 35 years old um like we said this is his 10th child and you know what this reminds me of this reminds me of do you did you ever see that episode of Ian Van Zant with that record producer from Atlanta also Girl. Jay Williams yeah, I did 34 Man. kids with 17 women he had he had a, an over uh oversized classroom <laughs> he had his own basketball team both sides <laughs> <laughs> and then and 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 the audience. I mean, and it was what was amazing to me watching that was that most of the women at some point in time they were still sleeping with him. And they they were they were like they were friends that had kids by him. And and it's like, you know, when someone has 34 kids, you can't you can't hide 34 kids from the world. Like you if, you, if you if you have like two or three, you can kind of, you know, if you shite, you can you can hide those. But if you have 34 kids, you can't hide like half of them. Even if you said half of them, you still at like fifth, you know, you still at almost 20, 15. You got kids. another 17 more. Like, where right. they going? Like, and you okay with that? Like, this man. No. And then when you look, I mean, just to break down, you know, the women that he had those kids with, we're talking about Jay Williams now. So same, same thing. I don't know what it is about Atlanta because I'm about to get into Charlie Lowe, rest in peace. But he also, Charlie Lowe had 11 kids by nine women. Mm -hmm. Um, But this guy, Jay Williams, what just was amazing to me was these weren't women that, um, you know, maybe were looking for, you know, first of all, they were like lawyers and doctors and, you know, professional women. And I don't know what, I mean, he was, he was a nice looking guy, but I'm like, I don't know what was it about this dude that allowed all these women um, to coerce themselves into having children for him over and over. It just, it was amazing to me. Yeah. To me, that's disgusting. That, you know, that's just I don't know. You know, I mean, on the on the one hand, it's like if you can take care of him, you know, that's There's no business. way. He has to be a millionaire but several times. He's a record producer in Atlanta. I, I, I don't, Everybody I is a record producer in Atlanta. 
No, no disrespect to the music industry, but uh, my yeah, music to my Instagram uh, pictures. I'm a producer, too. What? I'm a producer, right? <laughs> I got musically shit. I'm just like, yo, what? What is it with Atlanta? What is it with? With okay, so I mean, aside the fact that, yo, this is like super ratchet. I remember I used to date this guy. I, you remember this and I swear first of all he, he must he had like five kids before now I already you know was given the side eye like you know what this ain't even me right here because at the time I, I didn't I didn't have a child I was just like I this is this is a lot because when you're in a relationship I don't know about you but I I need to be like on the head top of the list I, I playing number two <laughs> is sometimes hard for me sometimes sometimes so can you imagine like playing number 36, number 35? Because if he was doing the right thing, he's taking care of his kids and it's not even about you. And it's I just no. remember like, it was, it's not about me. It can he, never be about me. This, a man with 34 kids is not taking care of his kids. Because if he was taking care of his kids, he would not have time to have all these other kids. There you go. No way. There you go. I There's mean, no how do you get them all under one roof? You don't. You, you, you. It's a classroom. You 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 reserve a classroom. <laughs> a trailer. <laughs> good, good lord. So ridiculous. You know, but I just I mean we laughing and I'm like, man. But these stories, I mean, they they're sensational, but it's like, I mean, you know somebody. I mean, I I mean even I okay, like on the real, you know, my dad had 12 kids. So I'm, I'm the seventh child of 12. But <laughs> I will say that my parents were married and my dad wasn't a household. So I don't know if that's, that's a saving grace, but maybe that was the difference. But just, you know, the, the amount of kids, it is a lot. And it's a lot to, to kind of focus on. And on the real, you know, I'm, I'm here like one thing that Ayala did say, and I thought like that resonated. She said, you know, when a father leaves, he takes his son's self-esteem. Um, and when he leaves his daughter, he takes her self-worth. Yeah, um, absolutely. And that that was deep. That that hit home. Mm -hmm. And he says, you know, that was the reason that's the reason why she said so many women sleep around or, you know, looking for love in, in different places and different corners because you didn't get it at home. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, you know, I used to say, you have you ever met somebody and you think, man. You didn't get hugged as a child, did you? Because there's a lot of, to me, a lot of us that have dam been damaged and hurt as children, and uh -huh. we've, we've grown up with it into our adulthood. And yeah. a lot of us deal with abandonment issues on different levels. Absolutely. And that was the one thing, you know, it comes from not having the father in the home. You know, and a lot of times the mothers are so angry, you know, and I, I know there are there are many guy friends that I have and a few of them will say, you know, they stay away from their children because of the mother, because the mother's so angry or, you know, maybe the mother wants the relationship and the and the father doesn't. So it causes, you know, it's just it. There's so many relationships here that need healing. And that starts with having the father present mm -hmm. and having him consistent. You know, I said, that's the best thing you could do. If the relationship with the mother doesn't work out, the best thing a black man as a black father can do just be consistent, be consistent, mm -hmm. be there, be present. You know, there's so many opportunities to step up, you know, and 
I, you know, although we, we can use Instagram and, and email and text messages and WhatsApp and stuff, nothing takes away from like pure physical contact, you know, being present, being there in a the moment. Um, you know, and I think that's, that's what's missing in a lot of these relationships. So when you hear, yo, you got 10 kids and we know what, no, how many did he? Uh, future has 10 yeah 10 kids yeah 10 kids yep are you you taking them all out on the road with you like what what you what but you I, doing as a, as a I, I guess as a woman I like you said I, I I like to be top priority and you know when you get to a particular age there's it's kind of unavoidable to date men with kids but if you got 10 kids there is absolutely no way you have time for and you're being a, a good father and you're present right. you don't have time for me you don't have the time that I want and that I need exactly so, and yeah, it's crazy. And then if you if with this other guy who has thirty four kids, that is insane. That is insane. So there, there is like, so when you when you're in this kind of situation, I had a cousin like it's like a second cousin or third cousin who had a lot of kids like that, like ten, you know, twelve kids. And my sister mm -hmm. went to school. She went to Norfolk State, and she met one of them. She got, I guess they, I don't know if they dated or like went on a date or they met. I don't know what happened. Say this again. She met, she met him and she was like, uh, I guess they got to talking and she was, you know, just talking about families or whatever. She was like, are you related? My, my uncle's name was Hucklebuck. Uh, I mean, my uncle's <laughs> name was Hucklebuck. She, she was like, do you know Hucklebuck? He was like, yeah, that's my daddy. Lord, let me tell you, Hucklebuck, his real name was, uh, I shouldn't say his real name, but his, um, he's, he's gone on to glory now, but mm -hmm. he had his, okay, his name was Robert. Girl, he had five sons named Robert, a daughter, <laughs> daughter's name Robert. Like all of his kids had his name in some form. <laughs> Robertina. <laughs> some form. It's really fabulous. But my, but you know the thing is about these men, and and the same with my cousin. They're so um, charismatic. Whatever yes. trauma they got going on, whatever issues they got going on, they are so. He was like one of my favorite people. I love hanging out with him. I loved hanging out with him because he was so much fun. We always did fun stuff. He hung out with my, my favorite uncle. We used to have fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. There's, you know, like you, you have to think there's something there. Like it's mm -hmm. something with their personality. They they have to have some sort of charisma because yeah. this, this just happen. When he passed away, he had like, uh, he just had like a kid like three years prior before he died. But he had been with his woman. They weren't married for like I don't know, 20, 20 something years. Um, but he was having kids with other women while he Outside was Outside of her, yeah. And yeah, she would well. just bring them on in to the house. <laughs> I was like, girl, you better than me. <laughs> you can take you and your baby. Y'all can leave. <laughs> you and your baby can go. Because <laughs> there's some people like, well, the baby didn't do anything. They didn't ask I to be here. But, but no, you know what? Uh, my heart ain't that big. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know that movie um with uh fences. It was a book, yeah. it was an August Wilson book, and I had I didn't read the book, and I didn't really know about this. I've heard of the story. Um, I wanted to see the play. No, it was a play. I wanted mm -hmm. to see the play. I never got a chance to see the play. And then um Denzel Washington and what's the girl from um How to Get Away with Murder? Um, uh, Carrie yeah. Washington. No, 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 not her. No, not her. How to get away. I can't think her name escapes me. Oh, like, oh yes. I can't remember her name. Oh my yeah. goodness. I can't why can't I, I love her too? Yes. Anyway, so I'm watching this movie, not knowing what to expect. And he didn't he didn't brought a whole baby home. 
Baby in this house, Viola Davis. <laughs> Viola Davis, and I think that yeah. was, she said something. You could take you and this baby can leave, <laughs> but she ended up. What happened was she um she ended up taking the baby in because the baby's mother passed away, and you know she raised the baby as her own. She couldn't have kids, so she raised the baby as her own. But you got to be a certain kind of woman to do that. That's what I'm saying. You you, you got I, to be. I, I don't think I'm. I have reached that level of maturity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I ever will. I'm with you. Yeah. And I've seen it happen many times. You know, like wow, that's whew, you just mm -hmm. you just let the baby all up in your house like that? Girl. Like, that's a reminder every day. Okay. Girl, and especially if the mother is still present, Jesus Christ. Jeez. That is a that's a level of patience. I know. I my insides will explode. You know my patience level is next to zero girl i would explode mm -mm, absolutely not mm -mm. anyway yeah i'd be kate i'd be caitlin stark out here like you know what <laughs> <laughs> you bring you bringing these you bringing these uh these john snows home i don't mm -hmm. know if i could do it speaking of game of thrones because we you know what i yesterday i was watching it did you see yesterday yesterday's episode yeah i saw it did like three it? times okay. i watched it three times yes i watched it twice <laughs> so i you know i had this sinking feeling at the end that you know what this is gonna be over really fast episode is only six we're already we're already looking for it's it's, it's halfway done we're already there so i i got a real sinking feeling like as i was watching it like this is gonna be the end so um quick recap is uh we our baby has grown up before our eyes aria <laughs> and um she tries to get yeah, she was it. like she was like if this is my last day on earth i need to get it in and i was not mad about i'm mad at that she was trying to see what that dick do she's like how many you been with <laughs> and she's trying to do it one more time. is you trying to do it one more time <laughs> but the funny thing is that afterwards when she laid in the bed she got that look like Nigga, is this? That's all yeah, you got. Yeah, I was wondering what that look was about. Like <laughs> that was it, <laughs> Gendry. I had all my hopes and dreams set on this one moment, and this was it. Somebody should have told Ari. Like that's usually how it happens. Girl, for real, especially your first time. Jeez, sorry. <laughs> it was over. Yeah, but that was that was a good. It was a good good episode. I'm yeah. just like, it's so exciting, and at the same time, it's sad. I'm like, this is gonna be over. Mm hmm. <sighs> real quick real quick real yeah quick, though. all right so moving on where all are we right. so speaking of uh little side babies um so uh, apparently um kevin hunter this is like the the rumor mill out here i don't know how true it is but he's set to receive a 10 or he's asking for 10 million dollar payout from his um as a divorce settlement settlement from wendy williams so i was reading up on it um she doesn't have a prenup with him um, and she's worth about $40 million. She gets about, uh, she makes $10 million a year. Reportedly, she gets $55,000 per episode, which is amazing. Wow, very um, good. So, yeah, he's been telling his friends that, you know, if um, if she doesn't pay him, then he's going to drag her through the mud and, and tell all her, her little secrets and just really try to ruin her career. Oh, so this is this can you go away. I just want him to go away. Just go, just go somewhere. Just, yeah. I feel like done. just pay him, uh, you know, come to an agreement, pay him and just let him be on his way with his little baby and yeah, go with his little baby. <laughs> like you and that baby. Take your baby. <laughs> Speaking of you and that baby can't come in here. 
<laughs> Do not bring that baby past that door frame. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> be just like that. So real. <laughs> like who's that? Hold up. Uh-uh. Nope. Don't take another step. <laughs> All right, all right. Well, yeah, I'm I'm done with him. I'm just like just just be gone. Yeah, So anyway, so moving along. So this next piece of uh, news, not really ratchet, but um. So I don't know. I think many people are familiar with Robin Crawford. She was Whitney Houston's very close and personal friend. Some say ex-lover. She says ex-lover. Um, and I think she was her manager at one point. Um, she's writing a tell-all book. Um, and it's called A Song For You, which is an interesting title because isn't that a Donny Hathaway song? But yes. it's A Song For You, My Life with Whitney Houston. So she's going to talk about like how they met. I think they met like in high school and kind of go through the whole time period of them being friends and being in a relationship. So uh, it's interesting. I think I want to read it. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a salacious book because I don't think she's that kind of person. I think it's just going to kind of be like a a memorial to Whitney. I'm hoping. I don't, you know, I don't want to hear any trash talking about Whitney. I feel like she's like a, my auntie. Yeah. I don't really yeah. want to do that, but um, and Robin has been silent the entire time since she and Whitney split. So I don't think it's gonna be a book, you know, like that as trashy. I think it's just gonna kind of be, you know, she's just telling her story of you know being with Whitney. Whitney was a superstar. And yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I think that's that's probably so, the angle for it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I want to read it. Maybe I'll buy it. Yeah, I I mean, I think it was so evident what their relationship was about, you know. And then I was watching, oh, so many different documentaries on Whitney, but the last one where she kind of, where Whitney was kind of alluding to it, you know, how important Robin was in her life, and Mm -hmm. you know, like more more than a best friend, you know, yeah, lover. So (laughs) why are you laughing? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, <laughs> more than the best friend. <laughs> I, I mean, because to me, to me, my my homegirls who are more than the best friends, they're sisters to me. <laughs> I don't consider them my girlfriends. I consider them like my sisters. But okay. not, not licky licky buddies. I get it. I know. I understand. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're right. Same, same. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to navigate this thing we call life. <laughs> trying to be safe with my words here. <laughs> I'm just to, you know, <laughs> many, many, from many, from many, we are one. Okay. Hi. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> we got to get into the woke. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I was just trying to. I was just trying to keep it positive. <laughs> keep the momentum going, you know. Ooh, all right, I'm hot now. Okay. All right. Um, Okay. All right. So it's now time for the kitten heels and spectacles part of the show. A little bit woke. Um, So I wanted to talk about uh, recently, did you watch D Barnes was on Wendy Williams show um, last week and was just talking about her um, 
you know, what's going on in her life. So for those that don't know, Dee Barnes was back in the day, she was on a show, was on Fox. Um, it was a hip hop show. One of like the first called Pump It Up. I want to say she was like the first black female hosting a hip hop show. And it was on like a major network. So mm -hmm. do you remember that show? Did you watch Pump It Up back I in did. the day? That was like, yeah. that was like, man, early, early 90s. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it was, it had a West Coast theme because she was a part of, um, Remember that group, Let's Dance to the Drummers Be? But they did yeah. like a, a rap. It was her and this other female. So mm -hmm. she had this, sh this show on Fox um, back in the 90s. And she was the one that accused Dr. Dre of assaulting her. And actually, he, he was actually brought up on charges. He was convicted. And um, he might have paid a fine. Didn't serve any time. So... She has been doing, I guess, her rounds on the internet. She where she's talked, she talked a little bit about the attack. I want to go into that a little bit more. Um, but she's homeless. She has two daughters, two grown daughters, and she had recently put up to get put together a GoFundMe play, page. Um, you know, she's saying how it was very hard for her to get a job. And we're talking about something. This incident happened between her and Dr. Dre at a party back in, I believe it was 1992, 93. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like maybe it was 91. Cause she said, you know, Tupac was at the party. It was like an industry event. And Dr. Dre was mad at D because he had, um, he had had Ice Cube on, she had had Ice Cube on the show. And at the time Ice Cube was breaking away from NWA and he might've said some bad stuff about Dr. Dre and about the group as a whole. And I guess Dr. Dre took it personal and took it out on D Barnes in front of the entire party. So the way that she tells it was that the, he pummeled her, like, you know, had the bodyguards hold everybody back and just started beating her up wow. and then took it into the bathroom where, you know, you know, Wendy and her, um, interview style was asking her, well, like what, what went on? Did he sexually assault you? Did he, you know, she said, I don't, you know, she, even then she teared up. She said, I don't want to speak about that. Um, but, uh, in later years, I don't know if you remember, Dr. Dre did, uh, do some sort of, which to me wasn't enough, but he did an apology to all the women that he assaulted, um, and hurt back in the day. But, um, you know, she really felt the, I, you know, her life story is like she really felt the brunt of it because, uh -huh. like she was saying, she had a role, which I didn't know. Um, she was supposed to be in Set It Off. And because F. Gary Gray, who is basically homeboys with Dr. Dre, was producing the movie, she lost the role. Uh -huh. And so she's had a really hard time financially. So give it to Wendy. I want to just give it up for Wendy Williams because, um, Wendy Williams did shed light on a story. And I mean, we, I mean, we are talking about something that's happened over 20, what, over 20 something, 20 years yeah. ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but Wendy offered to publish her book mm -hmm. and produce her movie. Um, so that, I mean, that was really like a true show on a black girl magic. So what, yeah. do you, what do you think about all of this? You know, I think it takes a real bitch as motherfucker to, to beat a woman. I really do Absolutely. because the beef wasn't even, it was, it wasn't with her. She was just the media outlet giving a platform to both sides. She let right. Dr. Dre talk. She let Ice Cube talk. If he had that much anger, why didn't he go after um, Ice Cube? And try you know, to cause they're Ice friends Cube. now. The Ice Cube and, and they, yeah. they're squashing, they, you know, they're friends yeah. now. But back then, if, if you, if you feel, if you feeling a way like that, why not go after him? He said it. You beat this woman mm. like a man. She's, you know, even to this day, you know, I don't know how tall she is, but she's a very slim woman. 
Right. You know, she, she's, you know, she not brolic. She not big. And, and not saying I'm making excuses or big women deserve to get hit, but she's a small frame woman and he's a dude with muscles and he works out and all of that. You beat this woman like a fucking man. And all them other bitch ass motherfuckers stood around and watched that shit happen. And then watched you take her into the bathroom or follow her into the bathroom and do whatever the fuck you did to her. This mm. he needs to be in jail. He needed to be he, in jail. Yeah, he he did he did two years probation and he, he served two hundred and forty hours jail. of community service. He you're you're right. And let me let me jail. just give his quote. This is a direct quote from him from Dr. Dre. This is around the time that it happened. He says, um, "People talk all this shit, but you know, somebody fuck with me, I'm gonna fuck with them. I just did it. You know, ain't nothing you can do now by talking about it. Besides, it ain't no big thing. I just threw her through a door." End quote. Man, what if somebody just threw your sister through a, a door or your mother through a door? Or your child or your daughter. Right. Just I just threw her through a door. Like, that's okay. Even if that's all you did, like, that was okay. That's not okay. Mm. It's not okay at all. Yeah, exactly right. You know, but this is in line with, we talked about future and the, and the child, you know, all these children and the same thing with this assault, you know, it's a mentality that it's okay and that it's accepted. I mean, you look at, you look at what happened with Dr. Dre and, you know, he went on to become this multi-billionaire and, mm-hmm. you know, was like, what of it? You know, kind of like, that's it. And this woman has been broken by this. Yeah. Um, you know, it is, it has affected her life. It has affected her earning power, mm-hmm. you know, because the powers that be, you know, felt like she was an outsider when she took it to court. You know, mm-hmm. she said she was the only woman that that actually bought charges. She she bought criminal charges as well as a um, um a civil lawsuit, which um seems like it was settled out of court. But it, she said she got you know a couple of thousand dollars, and yeah. and that was it. So this is unfor it's unfortunate. But um I am I'm so proud that Wendy is in a this is you know like I said Black Girl Magic in the power mm-hmm. and the position um to shed light on her story. And you know, gave her gave her some money and told her, look, I'm I'm gonna produce your 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 movie because I, mm-hmm. I think this would be, this would be very interesting told from told from her perspective, told from D Barnes' perspective. Yeah. So yeah. I'm looking for that. She deserves that platform. So yeah. Yep. All right. Great news. Yep. Moving on. What you All got? Right. Moving on to DC. Um, I don't know if you've been following this in the um, in the news, but. Um, there's been a lot of talk uh, about Howard University. You know, it's a historically Mm-mm. black college. They've been around for 150 years. It's a private college. So apparently, and you know, with DC, I just read an article, um, I think last week, week before last, about how gentrification has impacted DC the most. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of DC, I, I think I went to DC a couple years ago. And I was like, this is not Chocolate City anymore. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I've been a couple years ago before. It was completely yeah. different. So apparently um, gentrification has really, um, the area surrounding um, Howard University has really been gentrified. And, you know, Howard has a beautiful campus. And these gentrifiers, I want to call them something else, these Columbusers. Um, mm-hmm. Colonizers. Colonizers, there you go. They are mm-hmm. using the campus as a dog park. So they're letting what? their dogs run all across the campus, shit all over the place. And Howard is not having it. <laughs> so Really? Yeah. So really? one of the local news outlets, they were interviewing, uh, I guess, a neighbor out there. His name is Sean Grubbs Robichaud. Grubbs Robichaud. His name is mm-hmm. hyphenated. This is the man who's with a hyphenated name. That sounds so mm-hmm. uh, pretentious. But anyway, he remarked saying, um, in, in part of D.C., 
the students are a part of DC and you are in DC. So you have to work with DC. And he said, if you don't want to be within DC, then move the campus. Whoa. <laughs> he said, it's our community and that's how it should be. So he feels that, you know, he sh because he's a citizen or a resident of DC, um, he should have access to the campus and do whatever he wants to do on the campus. What? Girl. Absolutely, okay. just ludicrous, ludicrous. And you know, as as a real estate agent, you know, I'm just so back and forth on this whole uh, colonizer syndrome that's going on, especially like in New York, mm -hmm. like historically black neighborhoods like Harlem, like, you know, parts of Brooklyn, they have totally been uh, transformed into a place you wouldn't even recognize, you know? Um, right. And on one hand, it's like, as a realtor, you're like, yeah, prices are going up, I can make more money. On the other hand, like these, there are people that have been here for generations and they're being pushed out um, to make way for people who have more money. You know, these neighborhoods that are being transformed, mm -hmm. they lose the character of them, like the mom and pop stores right. are gone, the culture is gone. You can go into so many different neighborhoods in New York and no, won't even know which neighborhood you're in because they all look alike. They all got Starbucks. They all have the same chain restaurants. It's it's sickening. It's really sickening. And it's at, very sad. And yeah. at one point, you know, I I absolutely love Harlem. I used to work in Harlem a lot, but I made a conscious effort at, at uh, one point just to not do any business in Harlem because I felt like I was just um, participating. I was contributing, contributing to this whole, you know, gentrification of it, you know? So, but yeah, so that's what's happening. Mm -hmm. And, the the president of Howard, uh, Wayne Frederick, he made a statement. He said um, he's aware of the concerns regarding dog walking across campus. And oh, it's gosh. so crazy that the president has to address this about dogs. Some dogs. Walking some fucking dogs. Howard is a private institution nestled in the heart of an urban city. And we share a longstanding positive relationship with our evolving community for more than 150 years, which we look forward to continuing in the future. He added he's been having regular meetings that included that have been including students and faculties and member of the advisory neighborhood committee um, to cultivate a town and, and town and gown relationship at the start of his tenure um, as president of the university. So basically, he's just saying, you know, we recognize that service animals are necessary aspect of modern day life and we will accommodate them as needed we appreciate pet owners respecting our campus by not bringing pets onto the private area <laughs> it's that's crazy that yeah like you said like he even the president of the university has to make an announcement about dogs to y'all dog walkers girl i can't i girl these people with these pets when i when i moved down to orlando like many 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 years ago i used to live across from lake eola and girl, mm -hmm. this shit was like a—it was like a culture shock to me. People would bring their dogs to the park. They would have them in carriers, like how you carry. Yeah, like baby. I used to carry my dog. Yeah, like in a, in a <laughs> but no, but oh, not in the, not in like a dog carrier, but like in you know, oh, like a like a stroller. Oh, girl. No, 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 no. They was they had strollers. They had bottles mm -hmm. for the dogs, but they also yeah. had you know how you carry a baby. You put like the baby carrier on you, like, like a baby Bjorn. Yes. <laughs> they had that. It was crazy. It's absolutely crazy. They would bring the dog to the park in a stroller. Girl, you'd be shocked if you come down here to, to Miami, which is South Florida. What? People bring their dogs. I was out eating a couple months ago at this restaurant. Um, Outside, this lady came with her big ass dog and sat right beside me. She didn't ask if I was allergic. She didn't ask if it was okay. She just, I just happily just got up and I wasn't, it wasn't happily. I was pissed off actually. I just yes. moved my table, my stuff over to another table. But it's so disrespectful. Just because you have a dog doesn't mean, doesn't mean I want to be around your dog. 
Well, let me tell you, uh, just as an aside of, of, of a funny but sad story, I guess. So I was visiting a friend and I was in the elevator going up um, to the apartment and this woman got on, she had a baby stroller, her baby was in the carriage and she had a dog on a leash. So she, you know, that's cute little dog or whatever. So the doors of the elevator open up. So she walked out. As soon as she walked out, there was this guy there with two pit bulls, mm-hmm. right? Not on leashes. When I tell you, all mm-hmm. you heard was the scrapping. I don't know if that dog, if the little dog survived or what, because the woman had a baby in a carriage. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to protect her baby. Mm-hmm. And but those two pit bulls attacked the little dog. And girl, wow. you know, like just like in a movie. The, the doors of the elevator just closed and we just kept going. I was like, oh my God, I hope I hope mm-hmm. that dog survived. It was so like, yeah. whoa. It's whoa. terrible. Yeah. Uh, Girl, I, 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 if I see somebody with a big dog, especially like one of those big Rottweilers and not on a leash, even if you have it on a leash, but definitely if you don't have it on a leash, I am crossing the street. Yeah, you. <laughs> I am crossing the street. I just I don't make eye contact. No, I, I, I will no trouble. I will no trouble with you and your dog. <laughs> me neither. Oh man. Oh man. This is crazy. But as and as another aside, you know, we used to party in DC, right? Mm-hmm. Back back in the day. What? Mm-hmm. U Street. Woo woo. Yeah, Public Gardens. Gardens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Jesus. My my name is written in the bathroom. No, I'm just joking. But um, but there was one I went to a party once. I went to Howard's homecoming one time. And mm-hmm. this was it, this was I, I what year was that? Girls, long time ago. Anyway, so me and my homegirl went, you know, took the bus up to Howard Homecoming and we partied the whole night with Tupac. And when I say like he was there at the party, it was like a, you know, a campus party or whatever. And I want to say his, I mean, people knew it was Tupac, but he just had a good time. He danced the whole night. It was like old school and, you know, we were all dancing. It was such a good time. So mm-hmm. um, that was my memory of, of Howard being on the campus like that. And, and and meeting Tupac. Yeah, yeah. Howard is dope. It's right. a dope campus. It's, you know, mm-hmm. good times. Yeah, DC is dope. Mm-hmm. I I really I enjoyed um partying and hanging out in DC during that time. It was it was, it was good. Yeah. It, it, and that was what I remember. It was Chocolate City. Yeah, it's it, girl. It's not Chocolate City anymore. It's wow. not. It's like caramel. Whatever you mix, not caramel. Whatever you mix <laughs> when you mix coffee and milk, cafe ole. What is it? Cafe ole. Yeah, there you go. I don't drink <laughs> latte. latte. It's latte city. <laughs> it ain't talking no more. Anyway, okay. all right, moving along. All right, moving on. Where are we? We are at the week. You know I know where we at. <laughs> you know I mean. You know I know where we at. Boy, has it been a great weekend. <laughs> Uh, oh, well, I'm gonna have to live vicariously through you. That's all. Go say. It's been dry. Okay. All right. All right. Let me let me move on to this question because I'm gonna start talking. I don't want to say what I want to say. So anyway. All right. So we actually we got this um uh, uh, inbox from one of our male listeners who, which I'm like, I commend this guy for inboxing us because really we get a lot of feedback from the women they send us questions all the time but a lot of men y'all are kind of scared out there so um mm-hmm. so one of our listeners inboxes on instagram i believe um so i'm yep. gonna go ahead and read his situation what should a man do if a woman he really like is playing games women have so much power 
one one moment she's extremely interested and we talk for days we talk for a few days then she goes mia for a few days which is cool because i enjoy the space she'll initi initiate netflix and chill and become busy at the same in the same sentence i could have smashed many times before but i waited until she was divorced i think it took the fun out of it for her she'll ask mm -hmm. me to do something for her and i'm on my way then she'll realize she has plans she forgot about wow um i think i'm playing myself and asked her um and asked her and says she she doesn't assume what I, I think I'm playing myself and asked her. I, I guess he asked her about it and she says, don't assume. Oh, okay. Gotcha. On. So he kind of wants to know what he should do in this situation because he really likes her, but he's, she's really not giving him the rhythm that, you know, that she, that he wants from her. Um, mm -hmm. And what I can say is that if she's coming out of divorce, that I, mm, I, I don't know if she's really ready to jump into something you know, serious. She kind of seems like, you know, she just kind of wants to enjoy her freedom. She doesn't want to be committed, have any kind of obligations to anyone um, and just kind of go with the flow with her, um, with, with, you know, whomever she's dating. So I kind of want to tell you to kind of give her space and don't have a lot of expectations out of her. Cause I think you're going to get your feelings hurt in this. Um, most people who come out of long-term relationships or in the process of being divorced, they just kind of want to enjoy time alone and just, having that space and that freedom. And if you are too pushy with her, you're going to push her away, you know? So yeah, if you time with her, you know, be available um, for her when she, you know, when she does have time. And then if she doesn't have time, just kind of give her her space. If that's what you want to do, if, if that's the role you want to play, if, if that's not enough for you, then you're probably not going to be happy in this relationship, in this situation. So, um, so yeah, you have to kind of decide, you know, where you, what are you willing to tolerate um, and what you're not willing to tolerate? Yeah. And I mean, I, I totally agree. And one of the things that I, that this, as a, as a divorced woman myself, and I remember, you know, when it's, that's a life change for you. So you go from, you know, dating and being with this one person to having a whole cornucopia open up for you. And I, you know, I had a one friend who told me this at the midst of my divorce. And, you know, at the time I'm like, what is she talking about? She's like, you know, this is your opportunity. You just go out there and be a hoe. And I was offended, but now I understood what she meant when she said that, which was, you know, not necessarily go out here and you just fuck everything moving. No, but mm -hmm. it's, it, it is meaning you have to kind of uh, take back your power because you do lose some of that power in, in a marriage, you know, being married, to a man in a committed relationship, you lose some of that. So it is kind of regaining that. And a part of that is kind of you, you're grazing, you're, you know, you're, you're picking and choosing, you're meeting different personalities. You're just kind of, you know, going with the flow. You're not really trying mm -hmm. to make anything serious right now because anything that comes as emotional as she probably is at this, at that point, anything that comes into her life is either for a reason and a season or it's a rebound. And that's, mm -hmm. that's what it is. And you know, everybody's rebound phase, it, it varies depending on that person. So right now it seems like because, you know, she might be really, really interested. And, in, you know, I know you and I and I talk about, talked about this because I'm like, I mean, he could be explaining me. He could be explaining you. This is oh, real. This I, sounds like me. It sounds you know, like you. One of the beautiful <laughs> things about like, there's some things that, that I hate about dating. But there's some beautiful things about dating. And the, the beautiful thing about dating is you can have a different date every fucking day of the week. 
and it'll be a different experience every fucking day. And then stack them three times a day. You more, know what I'm I have I have double books on dates, and that shit is a spice of life of life for me because <laughs> who doesn't want this attention? So you know, Sean was married for um a long time. Long time. I was, I was in a long term committed relationship, and once I was out of that, I was. And even to this, it's been probably like five years and I'm just not ready to jump into a conventional kind of relationship. And I enjoy dating when it's, you know, when it's good, when it's not a bunch of bullshit, but I enjoy having, you know, what you doing. You want to go? Yeah. This? Girl, that shit is fun as hell. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. And- <laughs> shit. So Especially when, you know, when your numbers are up and you might have a little bit of variety, you know, so it's a, it's a number of people that you can kind of, you know, let me, what you doing? You know, W, W, Y, D and kind of figure out, all right, well, what do I feel like doing tonight? Or what do I do? (laughs) Maybe I just want to stay home and watch Game of Thrones. Maybe I want to go out and, you know, party or, you know, it it, kind of depends like what personality am I into today? And it sounds like my friend that, you know, he's a part of that mix. Mm -hmm. You're a part of her, Rotation. She has you in a rotation. And, <laughs> and you know, and it's nothing to feel bad about because at some point we have all been in somebody's rotation. We have been the, the rotator or we have been the rotating. Rotated. <laughs> right. Sometimes at the same time. Right. <laughs> Sometimes at the same time. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> and you know, the, the funny thing about that is that sometimes, depending on the person, I don't mind being a rotation because I mean, I yeah. even something like that anyway. Um, so you just kind of decide if if you if you want to be in this rotation. Or That's not. right. Depending on the person, you said it, you hit it on the nose. Depending mm-hmm. on the person, I don't mind being in a rotation. Real, like, most likely, he's in a rotation too. So he's right. in my rotation. You know. <laughs> but there are sometimes, and it depends on that person. When you're like, you know what, girl, you better you better take me up out of this rotation, girl. I think we all have that one person where you just, ugh. <laughs> I was like, I fucking hate this shit. I hate, girl. I have. It's girl. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired of this. <laughs> Can't we just be a family? <laughs> Keep it all the way real. <laughs> right. And you know what? You know, the, 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 the beautiful thing about being of the age I am now, I am so honest and so open with how I feel. And I'll be saying some stuff that I'm like, my youngest self would have never admitted this. But I'm just like, you got to, you got to throw your cards on the table. You know, yeah, you, do, you do. You've told me about that. And I'm, I'm like, wow. You, oh, you okay. That? I'm like, yeah, I did with a straight face too. <laughs> be like, I'm, I'm over here still thinking people can read my mind. <laughs> no, like, no. <laughs> like, like, nope. That'll, that'll never be said. <laughs> Not a mama. Man, I have said some stuff I have I have never thought I would ever say. But, you know, it's kind of yeah. like, I don't want to call it shooting your shot because that sounds kind of like, because it's not that kind of situation. But it's kind of like, you know, I'm just like, I'm just letting you know how I'm your so, truth. Yeah, yeah. I'm my truth. You like it or you don't like it. So, yeah. And, and OK, so and to get back to him, I just yeah. think, you All know, right. if he would no, no. I, but I think this is good because I for. For him, I think if he can see, if he's good with being in the rotation and that's what you got to ask yourself and just kind of like let her be and let her come to you and, you know, 
see see what happens because she's in a vulnerable state, you know. And like he said, he could pick it up. It was probably a lot of fun for her when she was dipping in and secretive because mm-hmm. she wasn't divorced yet. Right. Uh, yeah, it's fun. And that, then, that created a, a, a boundary, a border that you know you just can't cross. I'm married, you know, even though she's going through divorce, there's a there's a, a boundary there that yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but now she knows she she's out here. Um <laughs> with she's I used to be scared of the dick. Now it's all lips to the shit. Like that's that's the life. That's that's, that's the life. She having drinks with this dude, she having dinner with this dude, she's fucking that dude. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, isn't that funny? Like they'll they'll be they'll be the one that you that that you'll go out to dinner with. They'll be the mm-hmm. one that you'll talk on the phone and text, but probably don't even see. Then mm-hmm. they'll be the one that's the dick appointment. Man, <laughs> that's the, that's, it's pretty much that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I only sleep with one of them, but everybody else, everybody else gets some get some playtime. Okay, you get what you get. <laughs> You get what you're getting, what I'm giving. <laughs> so he's just got to figure out. He's he's probably, you know, the Netflix and chill, but then maybe the dick appointment comes up or, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, the 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 other one. That, well, if, if this is Netflix and chill and she's canceled on that, then somebody's taking her out somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say that. That's, ex- yeah. that's exactly what it is. Because sometimes you, sometimes you feel Netflix and chill. And other times if something comes along like, oh, I put on my heels and my dress. I'm going. I'm going to have some drinks. Girl, I'm a sucker for some drinks as a good DJ. I swear Girl, to God. You understand? <laughs> that is why me and you are friends. Because that is life right now. What? Real. What? Good, good music. A, look, a great DJ, and it's Ooh. like a real DJ, and and the drinks are flowing. Oh, I'm there. Yeah. My I'm there all all day. I drive my own car. Don't even worry. You ain't got to pick me up. I, I'll be here. <laughs> like, for for real. Like that's life. That's mm-hmm. life. That's so, a good time. That's a good ass time. What? <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I've been living that life for how many how many decades now? <laughs> Don't get old. You know, I was talking to one of my homegirls. She's a, she's like one or two years older than me. But she was like, I thought I was gonna grow out of this party, like this party phase. But she was uh-huh. like, I still get hype off of parties. Me too. <laughs> that's why. That's why me and you are friends. Because there's some people who be like, you still doing this shit? What? Absolutely. Picked up like I never left. Right. <laughs> I got friends who are like, I don't know, because you always want to. Hop, bar hop. Every time we throw, I'm like, oh, you want to go here real quick? <laughs> They're like, no, I'm tired. <laughs> like, what? No sleep. <laughs> no sleep. Oh, man. Oh, God. Okay. So, but I, I think we gave them some really good advice. Hopefully, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is, which is the real. We have to be real with you. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, she's probably not that into you, but she's into you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she it's, likes you. You know, we don't. Women don't necessarily spend time with with men we don't like. There's something about you that she does like, and that she appreciates, and she likes. You know, she likes that about you. So, um, but you know, she's in a. She's be in a easy though. Yeah, she, you gotta be easy. She's in a. She's in a. a, a interesting phase right now. Um, so. Mm-hmm. Yep, she's taking it all in. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So moving on. We are now at the segment of the show. I reminisce, I reminisce. This week is my reminisce. I'm going to take y'all back to 1997. Let me paint a picture here. So it was the summer of 1997. And I'm leaving by Victor Santiago 
or professionally known as Nori, N-O-R-E, Nori, he's going to run eating, um, did the song I'm Leaving with Nature off the Firm album. It was the first and only studio album from that super group. It was supposed to be Nas and Foxy and AZ. I think Omega was a part of it at one time. I love the album. What? I, you know what? This reminds and this album actually reminds me of you. I don't know if you were like partying. Or I was coming to Virginia or something, but it just it it has that it has that feel. So yeah, I, um, I wish they would have really popped. But I, I, you know what? I still play it though to this day. So um, and it was produced by Dr. Dre, and the song samples I think it's John Denver. I'm leaving on a jet plane. So um, yeah, this was just this song. It was so. Um, you know, it was my joint. Like, I still play it to this day. And like I said, it was like, you know, this was when I was doing a lot of hanging out. I was I was running here there. I remember having this CD playing in my green Acura RL. I remember that car. Remember that? Mother Leather Seat. I got shot up on Broadway and, uh, and 135th Street over there. Yeah, that's a whole nother story. But, um, but yeah, so... I'm leaving is my song. That 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 whole album, like you said, firm biz and just the whole thing, affirmative back. That whole album was like it's a classic. It's a classic. It really is a classic. Love it. So yeah, I'm leaving with Nori, and I love Nori. I swear I do. Yeah, he's like I know you you watch his uh, drink champs. Drink champs, yeah. As <laughs> long as they don't drink too much, because there comes a time when they yes. drink a little too much. We start and you know what? I'm like, oh, interview away. But right. uh, until then, <laughs> so I think you probably got a good forty-five minutes to an hour, and then after that, no, yeah, I sit about forty minutes, forty-five minutes, and then you know what? <laughs> Nori be drunk as shit. <laughs> Loving it though. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah. All right. I'm leaving. Okay, where we at? All right, so we at the Support Black Businesses. Um, <laughs> we believe in growing our economy and strengthening our community, and we believe in supporting products and services made FUBU for us by us. So, thank you. <laughs> All right, so this week is my uh, my turn. So I chose a Black-owned urgent care um, business in Brooklyn. Wow. It's run by Dr. Tamara, uh, Tamara or Tamara Moise, Moise and um, certified physician assistant Watson Fields. They're co-founders of Big Apple Urgent Care. It's one of the few Black-owned urgent care centers in the country and the first one in Brooklyn. So the fully re renovated medical center features six exam rooms, state-of-the-art equipment, including um, an on-site x-ray machine, um, a team of multilingual healthcare professionals fluent in Creole and, uh, and medical Spanish. Um, their address is 3805 Church Avenue in Brooklyn. Um, that's between 38th and 39th Street. And they, uh, their website is BigAppleUrgentCare.com. So definitely check them out. Okay, sounds good. All right, y'all. Well, we have come to the end of this episode. You can listen and subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. We're in iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Stitcher, CastPod, TuneIn, Spotify, and you can also find us on YouTube. Uh, follow us. Hit us up in our DMs, our Instagram, our Twitter, and our Facebook. And y'all, this is... Next week, we're doing our 52nd episode. Oh. I just want to thank y'all. really just want to thank y'all from the bottom of our hearts from rocking with us. It's been 
one year. We are just so appreciative for the love, the likes, the subscribes, the questions, the comments, everything. So next episode, we will be celebrating in Miami. So make sure you check our social media because we'll let you know where we are going to be. If you want to come through, say hello. We would love to have y'all. So um, now who do we always shout out? Every week, we definitely have to shout out our super producer, Vegas World Inc. You can hit him up on Twitter, on Instagram. He has a podcast called Hip Hop Now. Um, thank you so much for listening, subscribing, and liking us on social media. Until next week, take care, y'all. Take care, y'all.